Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, Jesus tells a parable. Two men go to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing all by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. And then he goes on to pridefully list all those things about him by which God should be impressed. But then Jesus, he contrasts the Pharisee with the tax collector, someone completely despised, who also comes to the temple to pray. But the tax collector isn't comparing himself to others. He can't even lift his eyes because he's so ashamed of his sins. And he prays that little magnificent prayer, God be merciful to me, a sinner, he prays. Jesus, he ends the parable by noting that this man, the despised but repentant tax collector, goes home to his house justified and perfectly right with God rather than the self-righteous Pharisee. Dear friends, this is such an important text for teaching the central article of our holy faith that we are saved by grace alone. And it is taught throughout the Bible and emphasized in Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession. It states the following, Man cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merit, or works, but are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith, when they believe that they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. This is a message that we need to hear again and again because of the pride of Cain from our first reading and the pride of the Pharisee. It tends to cling to us all by nature. And so God, he does his work in us, humbling us, bringing us down, bringing us face to face with the law to see how far we've fallen from God, how we've sinned against him and against one another. But then we turn toward Christ. And in him we find the love of God. We find forgiveness and life and salvation, and we learn to trust in him alone. That's what we learn from the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. However, this morning, I really want to focus on another aspect of this story which might not get so much attention. There's a little detail about that self-righteous Pharisee that struck me this time, and which I think really deserves some attention. It's interesting that the Holy Spirit wants us to know that when this Pharisee goes up into that crowded temple to pray, surrounded by all of these people, that he's all alone. Our text says that the self-righteous Pharisee is standing all by himself. Again, big temple, lots of people, but there he is all alone. Well, that's interesting. And I think we can learn something from that. So why is that Pharisee 
standing all alone. What might be the significance of that? Well, let me suggest to you that the Pharisee, in a way, he has to stand by himself. He's got no choice. He actually has to keep a distance from other people and keep them at arm's length. Because if they got too close to him, if others got to know him too well, well, then they'd see behind the facade. They'd see the Pharisee for who he is, just another sinner. And that whole pretense of his would all crumble around him. What I mean by that is that the folks would find out the truth about the Pharisee, that he wasn't as set apart and special as he let on. In fact, they'd find out that he was a sinner too, just like them, prone to the same temptations, the same trials and struggles and weaknesses of the flesh as anyone else, just like you and me. So I want you to think about that Pharisee all alone. But then I want you to think about yourself too. And ask yourself, do I keep others at a distance too? Am I afraid of friendship? Do I hide my sin and my struggles so that others see a mere facade when they look at me? Also that I look better than what I am. Do I keep others at arm's length? Do I compare myself with others? Or do I look down on anyone like that Pharisee? Am I so quick to find fault with so many others? Do I pray like that Pharisee, all alone, praying with myself, maybe even praying just to myself? Because that's to live in impenitence, just like that Pharisee. And that's a very lonely place to be because it's just you and your sin and no one else. But if that Pharisee is all alone, the tax collector is most certainly not. Because he has the friendship of God. And the sweetest fellowship of all, for he trusts in the mercy of God. And in that trust, it's the fellowship of saints and angels and all the company of heaven as well. For our Lord Jesus says, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Our text says that the tax collector went home justified, meaning that he was declared righteous before God in heaven and he truly came home. By faith, the tax collector was no more alone, but now united with Christ in the most perfect friendship of all, the love of the Holy Trinity and the communion of saints. You can tell a lot about the tax collector's faith by that beautiful little prayer that he prayed. Lord, have mercy, he prayed. But that phrase might also be well translated as, Lord, be propitious toward me. Big word, but it means, Lord, make payment for me. Lord, send your son to carry my awful load, my sin and all my shame. 
and to bear it all the way to the cross. And that's just what he did. The truth is, it was God's own son who was treated worse than any tax collector because he was despised and ridiculed. He was hated by his very own. And yet love was in his heart all the way. Think about it. Even though he was with the Father at the dawn of creation and he is Lord of all, he was no Pharisee either. He didn't look down on us because of our sin. But he humbled himself, being born of a virgin, and upon us sinners he had compassion. It is we ourselves who should suffer the curse of that Pharisee to be separated from God for all eternity and be left alone in our sins. But Christ, he wouldn't have it. It was he who prayed alone in the garden of Gethsemane until his sweat became as drops of blood. It was he, all alone, who bore his cross for us. He alone who suffered for us. He alone who died on Calvary to win for us God's friendship and the blessed fellowship of the saints, all so that we would never, ever be alone again. You see, it was this very fellowship that the Pharisee excluded himself from, while that penitent tax collector embraced it. Jesus' words at the close of this parable say it all. This man, this penitent tax collector, went down to his house justified, that is, declared righteous and holy before God in heaven, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. St. John, he put it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So out with it, and let's not waste any time. Let us confess our sins to God and also to one another, and then hear the word of forgiveness spoken in the temple of this church as if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself. Oh, the freedom to be done with all facades and no longer having to pretend to be anything other than what we are. Redeemed sinners, purchased with the blood of Christ. And then there's the joy to discover, too, that it's not just the Lord Jesus that we have, but all of your brothers and sisters in Christ as well, a family all around you, confessing their sins together and receiving the love of Christ. And then we kneel together at the altar, no longer alone, but one with our Lord, receiving from him the forgiveness that he won for us in his precious body and blood. And no need to pretend we're anything other than what we are when we come to the temple of his church. Forgiven sinners, all just living by the grace of God. And no point in looking down on anyone either, because it's here at the sacrament where he lifts us up and teaches us to count others more highly 
than ourselves. As we all say with the humility of St. Paul, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am foremost. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.